Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining me again today. If you tuned in yesterday, you know that I had Pam Alger with me, and she is the wife of my uh, children's pastor. But boy, she's got a ministry of her own. And She's touched life, and I've I have her back today. Pam, thanks for joining me again. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Yeah, I'm excited about this because we talked yesterday about you were able to speak at a women's conference, and I and I just heard many women say, "Man, she touched our lives through God through her," and that is so neat to have people willing to do that. And you know, and I you know, it's not always easy to find uh, solid women to preach at conferences. I mean, to teach at conferences. You know, we have a very solid uh, women's retreat every April. Uh, mm-hmm. Next year, will be up at Ashley Inn again, and there's you, there will be cl- probably close to a hundred women, and we've had different speakers from around. But but it's great that you're willing to spread the things that God has taught you to share with others. And yesterday we closed by talking about your your kids, and mm-hmm. we talked about justice a little bit, and and Grace who just graduated, who's going to Calvary Chapel Bible College in Mexico, which we're all really excited about, except the yes. fact that. You're going to be away from her because you guys are really, really tight. But you know we what? Are. You know the Bible says, you know, we leave our house, you know, right. and you know, and it's uh, and God's going to lead her because she is, she is uh, rock solid, and and you know, not that rock solid people can't have issues, but you know, she's just she's one of those girls. I kind of like my daughter. I think just just is just solid in the Lord, and mm-hmm. and I know God's going to use her. But you have a couple other kids that are younger now. Yes. How, tell me about your other two kids. So I've got Jared, um, who is fourteen, and Liberty, who's eleven, going on twelve. Both of them are middle school. Jared, we decided to do an experiment with. He had been asking about homeschool for quite a while, and we decided we'll try this as an, as an experiment this year. Um, it has been a successful year. Good. He is pulling straight A's, um, done very well in his testing. He just needed a little bit of a different atmosphere, and it's been a very, uh, just a successful year for him. I've watched him uh, study because uh, Dewey has brought him to church a few times and put him in a place in a, by himself, and and he is always right at it. I mean, every time I see him, he's not messing around. He's He's, yes. he's actually <laughs> sticking to the... Uh, sticking to it, and Jared, you know, he's Jared's kind of reminds me of your husband a little bit. Dewey, I, I don't know if Dewey's ADD or what, but but do but he has that. I mean, Dewey's just alive, uh, and, he is and alive. Jared has that same aliveness. In fact, when they when I watch him walk, I laugh because Jared walks like Dewey, and it yes. and he walks with purpose, and it's it's interesting. But he is such a swell kid, and and and, and I'm looking forward to his future. Then you got you got the little one. Yeah, Liberty. So um, Liberty. she is our Fourth of July girl, actually. And <laughs> Liberty. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a cool story with that. Actually, we chose her name for her before she was born, oh. and so about um, oh five months along or whatever, we found out that she was a girl and uh, chose the name Liberty because we had an older son, Justice. Chose the name Liberty for her as we were going down the elevator after that appointment to find out that she was a girl. And then I went into labor 15 days early, and we had Liberty on the 4th of July. <laughs> oh, that, that is Great that birthday. is, And she is a sweetheart, too. She's there helping your husband all the time. Yes. Comes early in the morning, and she's always doing whatever you need her to do. And she is so sweet. I mean, you know, I think the important thing, and I know you're going to uh, agree with this, is to raise our kids in the Lord. That, yes. That they see that Jesus is first place in their lives. You know, 
And it's not hard, you know, with her, I think she's seen us serve and she watches her dad serve and she loves to spend that time with him and she loves to help set up and get ready. And so she's developing a servant leader heart, even at her age. And Jared too, he's right there doing sound, doing the videos or, um, you know, some of the songs for children's ministry in the morning too. Yeah. They're just sitting there. They're, they're, you're, they're teaching them to serve. And you know, we, we run into this nowadays in, in ministry and even in churches, well, you can't find a lot of people to serve. In fact, I just mm. I just was reading an article last week, and and this was probably generous to some churches, but it said only fourteen percent of people in church do uh, the work of a hundred, hundred percent, fourteen percent. I mean, that's it's hard to get people involved in situational things, and I don't know how to get. You know, you have to try to teach them. I think, but but I think it starts what we're talking about in the home. You know, sure. it's teaching your children the importance of serving, teaching your children the importance of responsibility, because it seems like less and less we're seeing people responsible. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen that too, but. Well, you know, one of the things I even address in preschool, I think it's really important to teach our kids from a young age that they need to be responsible. So we work on those little things like, what does it look like to clean up center time? What boxes do all the toys go in? How do I clean up my napkin after my snack so the crumbs don't fall everywhere? Sometimes those simple things, but when we teach our kids responsibility, they realize that they have a part in our family and they get some value, I think, from from knowing that they're important and an integral part and that they can be responsible for themselves. Well, I agree. So you went to college. What, what did you study in college? Yeah, I went to Warner Pacific College over in Portland, um, which is a Church of God college also, and uh, came away with a Bachelor's of Science in Human Development and my minor in Youth Ministry. Oh, and so what, when you were, before you met Dewey, what was your idea of maybe what your future would be? I, you know, I always had a ministry heart. And I remember in college even telling um, one of my professors, Dr. Foltz, one of my favorite, favorite yes, teachers. I know him, yeah. Um, and I remember telling him, I would love to be a pastor's wife. I'd love to be a missionary's wife and serve the church, but also have a good basis for human interaction, communication, problem solving, some of those things. So I really didn't know what capacity. And I remember him looking at me and just saying, yeah, I think you'd be a great pastor's wife, but have you ever considered being a pastor? Mm. And so he saw something in me that I didn't see at my, you know, in myself. And then when I um, met Dewey, we were actually both youth pastors. I was going through my internship uh, for a couple of years. I worked at a local church um, up there for my ministry degree. And so it's just been neat to watch how God has used both of us in different leadership positions over the years and just loving people, loving the people in front of us. Did your folks like raise you? Because you are, you are a very, very passionate person. Compa- excuse me, compassionate person. Mm. I've seen that is very evident in who you are. Did your parents kind of raise you that way? How did, how did that kind of stir? And did you have brothers and sisters? I've never asked you that question. Yeah, I have two younger sisters. And so, um, so I think I ended up being a little bit of a leader just because I was the oldest child, but I watched my I watched my parents serve in different ways. So my dad um, served with his hands. Um, he had a construction business, and so I saw him help with different work projects at church. And with my mom, she was the Sunday school superintendent for years and had been a teacher um, also even before that time in a school. And so she took that love and then used it in the church, uh, teaching children's classes mostly, and then some adult classes also. So I saw that example with my parents loving people in practical ways growing up. So they they planted some good seeds. 
And that's like me and this this radio station. They've heard me talk many times about my parents. I would not be anywhere where I am today mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the influence uh, that they they live Jesus every day. They show Jesus. And I, I hardly ever remember mom and dad doing anything. I don't even remember them doing anything out of character that wouldn't be something Jesus would do. I mean, honestly, mm. I look back at their attitudes and, and how they love people, even people that would say things. Somebody didn't like the church or something. My dad would just love them, pray for them, cry, cry sure. and just it, it didn't matter. He said it's just about it's all about Jesus. And and I was so fortunate, and we're so fortunate to have lived that way. So yes. what was your – thinking back maybe junior high, high school – what was maybe the biggest struggle that you dealt with? And I don't know if this will just come to mind. I don't know. I, maybe there was none. But I just, this is a random question. But uh, what are some of those things that maybe you dealt with as a teen? Yeah, I would say um, probably one of the most impactful things that ever happened to me and why I'm a huge encourager of missions trips was being able to see a different context. So my very first trip to Mexico uh, was right around the time I turned 15. I chose to get baptized after that trip because I saw a completely different context where people literally had nothing, but they had this heart and this joy that I had never seen before and that I loved. And I thought, I have all these things, but I don't know if I have that same amount of joy. Not that I wasn't from a rich family by any means, but I had more than they had. I had my own room, um, things like that. The place where we stayed at first was an orphanage. The boys slept outside on on mats um, until we came and built that first building for them to sleep inside. Um, so my context was just really challenged. I think it was, um, I think that helped change my mindset and get my mind off of me because that's pretty common. I would say in in high school and in college, you kind of have a mindset that it's all about me and that concept needs to be challenged yeah well you know that's uh i think that's very important i I took a little pause there because all of a sudden uh, the speaker was coming through some earphones (laughs) uh, another song here because i got a crazy guy in the studio who's going nuts (laughs) right now but (laughs) but anyway yeah so it's uh well that that's that's uh important and i think of missions because you guys are a huge passion i see why you're passionate towards missions yes but i agree when denise and i went to mexico Years ago, we went to a church and a church that we support, and and we were amazed at how little they had. I mean, mm-hmm. the streets were dirt, and the, the the garbage was out on the street, and people would be sweeping the dirt as if they were sweeping their their linoleum or whatever yeah. else. And, and but they were happy people, and the church was happy people. And I never forget talking to the pastors. Well, our church is supporting a mission in southern Mexico. I said supporting. It. He said, Oh yeah, they're really poor. I said poor. What do you mean really poor? I said, oh, we're rich compared to them. Mm-hmm. And I think, are you kidding me? Because we are multi-rich compared to the people we were even True. visiting. We don't even fathom third world countries. We don't get it for a moment what they're going through and how a dollar shapes a life. You know, we, we support, we just got a great letter from, a, it's called Children of Promise. It's like like Compassion Ministry, we support children. And they said since 2005, our church has supported uh uh, the children, different children, over $20,000, and they sent us that. We just got that letter mm. of this saying thank you for making a difference in our lives because 20000 there is, you know, probably 200000 uh, or 300000 right. here. I mean, it's an amazing thing. But, you know, your heart is huge. And guess what? We're out of time. Okay. <laughs> but I want to thank you for joining me the last couple of days. Yes. You are a sweetheart, and your heart for God is huge. 
And Thank man, you. God's He's got more in store for you because you know you've kind of got I'm going to say the it factor. But Lord bless you. Thank you. Folks, thank you for listening. May God richly bless your life this day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.